Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. and I'm here tonight to talk about covert narcissism and not being able to connect. So I'm just going to kind of talk a little bit about what covert narcissism is and some signs of spotting that within your family or relationships. And then I want to talk about what does that mean if we have someone in our family or we find out someone we're in a relationship with, friendship and with, is a narcissist, you know, what should we do or what's the problem with that or what's the next step? So, you know, we've all heard that word narcissist, I think, really overused. And that's why I really try not to use it without thinking first. I will talk about that topic with certain people, but even people like my therapist will say, okay, well, maybe that person is, like, narcissism is just a label. So what does that mean? You know, what does that really mean? Like, what are the behaviors that, what is the effect of that label? And so she always says that it comes down to one thing, and I'm going to mention that at the end um, because that's the golden nugget there. But first off, um, so a lot of us can spot the narcissist, the overt narcissist, really easily, right? This person's showy and flashy and maybe has a really nice car and is really into like designer things or, you know, they're just always impeccably dressed possibly and then don't treat other people kindly. Um, I'm sure we have all known somebody like that. Um, But the covert narcissist is like the adjective covert. It's really hidden, right? So it's very challenging to spot a covert narcissist. So in my experience, um, unless I'm someone, unless it's somebody I've like lived with, or I know friends of mine, they've worked with someone that is a covert narcissist, like somewhere where you really have spent a lot of time with that person is the only place that you'd start really seeing that care, those characteristics come out. So the biggest thing about narcissism, I think, is that a narcissist does not have empathy. They just aren't able to think of putting themselves in another person's shoes. The covert narcissist, though, is able to pretend like they can do that. And so they're really good at kind of playing that role. Um, I'm not going to get into too many personal examples in this because I want to protect the people in my life, but um, I have seen some of these behaviors and heard from other people behaviors of covert narcissists where 
they will first meet that person and they'll seem like a kind person. They'll seem like a person that is a, even a good listener or maybe the person does a lot of volunteer work or, you know, they just seem like, wow, this person actually does a lot for the community. Um, there's a covert narcissist I know that, you know, is very involved in their church and um, is has a ton of friends who put them on a pedestal and so those people might not know about this other side of that person and so if you live with someone like that these are some of the signs that you can look for um you know being hypercritical of others behind the scenes um constantly comparing themselves to others like this is stuff that probably happens in their head and that's why they get kind of moody and angry a lot um, have a lot of mood switches, mood changes. They have a lack of empathy, like I said before. Um, but they kind of present themselves as being humble, maybe modest, and even like they're in self-doubt when they go into new places. So that's why they're covert, right? Um, one of the other things is that they're secretly grandiose, so they actually do think that they're better than everyone, but just they really keep it under wraps. Um, and then one of the things that a parent will do that's a covert narcissist or a narcissist is that a child will become a bargaining tool for them, right? Because they don't have that empathy, they're not able to make that connection with their child, so they might use that child as a pawn to get what they want, Okay, so I guess the thing I wanted to say, I mean, I I was like, I don't even really know. I love this topic. It's something I've studied a lot about, but it's like, where do we even start to unpack this topic? But I did want to share with you one little nugget that my therapist gave me, and um, she's the one that said, you know, what does it really present as? So if somebody is labeled this way, wh what's the problem? You know, what is really what it comes down to it? What's the real problem? So the problem is that narcissists can't connect with other people. And to be in a relationship with someone, we need to be able to truly connect in the present moment to feel that love and support and honoring of another person. And so when you're in a relationship with someone that's unable to do that, it feels very cold all of a sudden. Like you think everything is going right and then all of a sudden, boom, things can switch and you're like, what the heck just happened? Um, it also feels very confusing. Um, like someone can be so nice at one moment and then the next moment they are out of the room. Um, maybe you share some really serious stuff that happened to you that day, something severe, maybe about your health, and the narcissist is unable to be there for you. You know, maybe they'll make a joke about something and change the topic back to themselves. Um, in those really, so it's kind of small, um, like these tiny moments, that's where I started to realize the people in my life that had this trait. It's like they could really do the act for a long time, especially in front of others, but when we were alone together, there wasn't that like eye contact and like being in the present moment. It just always felt like they had something up their sleeve that some kind of like role they were playing. 
And um, I think about it now too, like when I'm playing with my son and he and I are like tickling each other or we like to play this game where, what is he? He's like a wolf and I'm a little sheep, you know, and he'll try to like bite my neck in a playful way, right? So we like to play that game and it just always cracks us up. Um, And I always think when I'm playing that game, like, The narcissist is not able to play this type of game where you're in the present moment with someone and just dying laughing at something that's so funny, making that eye contact, like that type of thing. I've never had that kind of connection with the covert narcissists in my life. They're not able to be in that present moment and share those moments with someone else because I think they're constantly trying to... Because, I mean, it really comes from a lack of um, security. I mean, narcissists are extremely traumatized people that are fearful of their real self. And so they're constantly, you know, trying to create that safety with the supply around them because they have to feel like they're good enough in the eyes of others at all time or else they just can't handle it physically. They can't handle it emotionally. Um, They're too depleted. They have to be grabbing that narcissistic supply from someone else. So they can't be in the present moment. They can't be living that fun that we can have with other people and make that connection. This topic is really interesting to me. And sometimes I even wonder, like, is this really true that people can be so out of touch with their empathy? Can they be so out of touch? And it really sadly does seem to be true. And unless you've experienced it firsthand, it's very hard to explain to other people. And I've had a very hard time finding therapists that understood it. They are out there, and I feel like it's getting more and more prevalent um, knowing that these things happen. And that there's a lot of resources now to know what we do when we figure out we're in a relationship with that type of person. Um, So if you are in a relationship with that type of person, I think the best thing to do is to start noticing those little things and um, starting to get help. Read a lot about it. I'm going to put some resources into the show notes of a few books I've read that have helped me understand these manipulative behaviors. And um, I just, in my own life, I'm, I'm really struggling and trying to make sure I'm not labeling anyone unnecessarily. Like, it's I'm not a therapist, and these people are not seeking my help, and so it's, uh, it's not right for me to label them. But I also don't want to villainize people in my life unnecessarily. But what I do want to do is protect myself from being in a relationship with these people. So my way of going about it is to take a step back, not spend time with them when I don't have to. And when I do spend time with them, I just make sure that I'm really on guard and I don't share any information that is not, um, you know, just very open, like stuff I don't care about anyone knowing. And I keep my personal stuff to me because I know these people will exploit anything that they can grab. What kind of 
experiences have you had with covert narcissists? I'd love to hear about it. You can DM me on Instagram and tell me your story. How did you figure out your person was a covert narcissist? It's a really scary realization when that happens, and it's traumatic after going through this. So take care, survivors. You deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.